we're in the wrong part of town for something in my line. Not that it's nasty. It's just not perfect. The people I deal with are up there, not down here. Grattan drops me at the building, but doesn't come in. I've already seen it. You got any idea? He shakes his head. Just that it's your thing. Confirmed? No, but if you get in there and you think I'm wrong, you can keep the money and go back to bed. I walk through the lobby and take the stairs up to the third floor. Every single step is shiny clean and smells of off-brand limonene. Inside the apartment, the dead nerd lies on the floor. There's a hole in his head, small and smudged with gray ash and a light burn. A close-range shooting, an execution, or a suicide. There's some blood, blowback from the moment of impact, but the round must still be inside him. Small caliber, low power, just enough to do the job. Down by his feet, Musgrave, the city doctor, is fussing with a tablet. The police network is achingly slow. Other than that, there's not a lot going on. Murder rooms are like train stations at midnight. Not much left to do before the last departure. The nerd looks about 45, with no habits. He's got dark hair, cut nerd style. He's wearing a nerd shirt, buttoned down, with little hooks for the clip tie stitched under the collar. Nerd slacks, too high at the waist and too short at the ankle. And nerd shoes, from an artisan place in the market, with orthotic inserts. The thick soles complete the anti-chic vibe. This was how he lived. Wardrobe like an old guy and no mind to be anything else. There's a lounge chair in front of the big window. I figure he sat there and looked out. So I go and do that too. I can feel the ghost of him in the cushions, pressed down and permanently shaped by his weight. Forensics have come and gone ages ago, but still the other three twitch slightly as I sit, because they're not allowed to. Not allowed so deep they can't imagine that anyone would. You want to get a snack while you're at it? Detective Felton, standing by the door, doesn't love my way of being in the world. We got nothing to discuss, so I don't. Outside, the city spreads east and west along the lake. The Chersonesos district juts out into the deep water from Midtown, a dog's muzzle lapping from a massive bowl. Behind the skyscrapers, the mountains rise up from the farthest shore. Authries is topographically an alpine lake. The line from the peak to the trench is smooth, and the water is as deep as the mountains are high. Anything you throw in falls for a clear 4,000 meters to a cold darkness that keeps its secrets well and never lets them go. Anything, or anyone. Oh, bloody fucking fuck, Musgrave growls at her tablet. It's not true what they say. Good workmen do indeed blame their tools, at least when they have to use what the department can afford. Felton and his uniform buddy can't even be bothered to laugh. Just two of them. There's a serious incident in the heights. There always is when you need one. Grattan giving me space, or maybe rope. I go back to the desk and run my hand along the flat surface. It's clean and cold. There's a university terminal, a block of cartridge paper by the printer. The drawers have bamboo dividers to keep everything in its proper place. One cubby for staples, 
one for rubber bands, one for pens. There is nothing but nothing out of place in this room, in this entire apartment, except for the nerd who owns it, dead between the display case and the fish tank. Koi carp, two, one orange and one orange and white. I shuffle all the way back on the dead man's office chair until my feet come off the floor, and then I push off with my right hand so that I'm spinning slowly around. The chair is a science chair, translucent and nasty. They take a seed from your ear cartilage and grow it, and then you sit in it because something, something, immune response, something, biota. Supposedly it's good for you, but who knows? High ticket item. Round and round I go in the dead nerd's chair, which I guess is technically part of the corpse. 